0: It's S-W-O-P-E-S. My crew, my boo, my weed's the best. So ahead of my time, you can't see me yet, but the last thing you'll ever see is me be stressed. Mm. Hello, hello, hello everybody. It is me, Elise Swopes. Welcome to my podcast, Swopes So Dope. I am so excited to be here with you. That means that we are all hopefully healthy and happy and and rested well enough to listen and and take things in. It's a crazy time right now with this coronavirus canceling everything and switching up a lot of our lives. I've had a lot of gigs that have canceled and a lot of travel that's changed up and it has been quite a ride. But I hope that you are well. I hope that people that you know are well and I hope that you are taking care of yourself and staying clean and, and healthy and happy. Today though, what we're going to get into is a few different topics. Now, these three topics have a little bit to do with each other. I'd say all of my topics tend to do with one another because it's just existing, it's interacting, it's trying to survive in our everyday life, whether it has to do with our business, our personal relationships, or our, our, our personal relationship with ourselves, right? So those three topics at hand are taking action, understanding, and the ability to create an online presence for yourself. And a lot of those things can make or break your business and you really have to make sure that you're keeping a lot of these things in mind, not just your business, but maybe your personal life or your friendships or your family. Whatever the case may be, I hope that these do assist you along on your journey. Now our first topic is taking action. And when it comes to taking action, it's pretty interesting because a lot of us have this chemical that gets released in our brain called dopamine. And when we accomplish something or we get something or we love something, that chemical gets released. And sometimes if we just simply talk about taking an action, that chemical gets released too. And so many of us are somewhat addicted to simply just talking about our ideas, talking about the taking action, talking about the things we want to do. But you know what? We gotta take the action. So, hopefully, a few of these tips will assist you with the attempt to take action and to be successful and to accomplish all the goals that you want to accomplish. Cause I'm telling you, it really doesn't take that much. I promise. And once you start accomplishing things, it starts a roller coaster ride of a lifetime, but it is like a a snowball effect. Once you start get going, the momentum just, just keeps riding out. So be your own momentum. Don't rely on inspiration or motivation from anybody else but yourself. And once you keep taking action, keep going, no matter what the failures are, no matter the perfection, just keep going with the progress. So... Our first tip of taking action is number one, don't be afraid to fail. This is pretty obvious, but it's a pretty (laughs) big thing. I mean, a lot of people are terrified to fail and that really is the biggest wall for a lot of the things that may be to your advantage. You really have to be okay with being wrong. You got to accept and humble yourself in that way and just realize that Taking action is way cheaper than all the planning, all the over exaggerating, all all the unnecessary things that you may think that you need to do. When you just simply go and you figure it out, all those things that you are figuring out and using are the things that you're actually going to need. And a lot of people, I think when they start over planning, they start overdoing the education part where you start to overdo the things that you don't need. You're, you're almost cramming your brain with stuff that like won't be necessary. So just don't over exaggerate your potential failure. Just Continue to make progress and realize that it's cheaper to go for it than it is to overplan. And when I say cheap, it doesn't necessarily mean money. That just means it's going to get you your dollar and it's going to make you feel like you got a deal. So humble yourself within those actions and make sure that you're using those actions to overcome the rest of everything you've ever felt, you know, that was in denial of your your power. You are really so powerful in the way that if you do kind of break through that feeling of failure, break through the feeling that um, that whatever you're going through is going to break you down rather than build you up and give you that lesson you need to learn, you really start to guide yourself in a conscious way. And so that brings me into number two, where you're, you've are you got to be more guided in your action. You've got to be more conscious and purpose-driven. And that means breaking down any obstacles that might be in your way and taking every step in your life as it's almost like a staircase. you're not going to ever know what it may be on the next step because it just may be dark up there. You don't have the light switch. You don't know what's going on, but you just have to step in fear and be deliberate and be intentional with what you want. Be intentional with what you want because that's what's gonna keep you going. So don't overthink, don't overplan, and don't over assume. And you have to realize that the impulses that we have are to protect us we are animals at the end of the day and a lot of the things that we experience day to day are not built for animals it's this human experience of like jobs and relationships like social media like that's i mean that's really not <laughs> it's not what we're supposed to be doing but we got here somehow some way and So when I say act against our impulse, that means when we fear something that we haven't done before, it's because we haven't done it before. It's because we're afraid to fail. It's because we're afraid to lose everything we've built for ourselves, which is such an archaic caveman type of mentality. You don't put yourself in a position where you know you could lose everything. It's the same way with, what was it? The Oregon Trail. I ask you two different options. Do you want to go through the water? with your ox or do you not, or do you wanna float? Sometimes the water might be rough, sometimes it's not. What risk do you wanna take? (laughs) So take those risks. Now, number three is uncomfortable is good, like I said, but make sure that you're checking yourself in your uncomfortability. You've got to check in with yourself and be like, where am I at right now? What am I doing? What is my purpose? Is this what I'm trying to do? And accept certain changes in your life accept the changes that you may need because you don't want to be the one holding yourself back at all. That is just nonsense. And we all tend to be in our own way. Don't be in your own way. Check yourself. Also don't read something like, okay. Like I, I love to tell people, educate yourself, read things. If you are like for right now, I'm reading a book about presence and peace and how to be more patient because I am just not patient at all. But if you want to have some direction from, say for instance, someone you look up to, like you want to get some advice from me about how to build a brand for yourself, right? But before you ask me about how to build a brand for yourself, you've got to at least try, at least prepare yourself to get the direction. You can't just go and get direction or try to help yourself without at least attempting beforehand. So when I say, you know, I've read about patience and presence and all that stuff, I've been practicing that for two and a half years. And it feels like it's time to really like read what is necessary because I want to go further and I want to make sure that I know what I'm talking about and I want to make sure that I wasn't blindfully being directed when I wasn't feeling that in my inside. You want to make sure that you're feeling the authentic need to want to change yourself. No one can make you want to change or grow or be uncomfortable unless you want to be uncomfortable. So you've got to change the mentality. I mean, don't, don't, like I said, don't read unless you've practiced. So prepare before following direction and You've also got to change, and I said this earlier, change the thought process of motivation to momentum. Realize that the success that you feel should be from the doubt that you had before. When you have doubt within yourself and you break that doubt, use that the next time when you have an experience. You say, remember last time when I doubted myself, but I actually accomplished it, like set yourself straight. You know what I'm saying? Like just set yourself straight sometimes, like yo, 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 you're tripping. That's all it takes sometimes is just to say to yourself that you may not be in the right mindset to make a decision. And sometimes telling yourself that the inspiration that you may be lacking is because maybe you're not actually motivating yourself to try to keep going no matter what is in your way, no matter if it's not perfect, no matter if you don't know what to do, no matter what, you have to take action. You have to. So realize that there are unlimited possibilities, unlimited opportunities for you to educate yourself, to grow, to try, to to simply just be. Google anything that you want to learn and you can learn it. Number four, courage isn't learned, it's earned. And I say that because you don't just have courage. You get courage, like I said, from accomplishing things that you never thought you could. And a lot of the reasons why we do things come after we do them. You normally don't Like if someone asks you, what's the thought process behind your success? How do you feel you succeeded? And you're not going to say that I always knew that I was. You're going to say, well, there were moments where I doubted it, but I knew it happened all for a reason. You'll never know your reason until it happens. And you've got to understand that a lot of the courage that you will have won't happen until you've earned it. So, make sure that you're treating your experiences as experiments rather than trials and tribulations. And maybe I said trials and tribulations incorrectly because maybe that's the word. I know my dad used to say that when it had to do with like religion, and I was like, I don't like it. But treat your experiences as experiments as in a way where those things aren't a problem. Everything should be fun. Almost because you want to accomplish it and you want to learn and you want to grow through it. It's not like anything is an obstacle. And action doesn't really care about you saying stuff. You know what I mean? Action speaks for itself. Like if you wanted to prove yourself to somebody else, if you wanted to prove yourself to yourself... Action doesn't care about you saying it. Action literally speaks for itself to everybody else. And so you don't even need to explain yourself, just take action. You know, it's fantastic that way. Now, the person who tries is the person who gets help. Always try, always, 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 always try. Do not hold yourself back by not trying because that's the opportunity missed. Be the best you can in all of those moments when you are trying. And that's where all your opportunity in life lies. Number five, stop waiting for the perfect moment. Just be present. Be present as much as possible and be present in your everyday so make sure that you are paying attention to everything that's going on around you. Get rid of all the distractions. Once you start paying attention and being present, you start realizing everything that's kind of weird around and not working out. You've got to make sure that you are thinking of your purpose, thinking of your mission, and cutting everything out that doesn't add up to that. Work with what you can, work with what you have. Be grateful for what you have now because that's gonna introduce you to the next step. And I always say that. I started off with a broken iPhone 4 and it was the greatest thing for me. And it was everything that I had, everything that I could use, everything that made me who I am. And I I tried to teach that as much as possible. So stay consistent schedule your consistencies if you need to, on your phone, the different apps, through whatever. I mean, there's so many wonderful things out here that can keep us on task and on goal, but just making sure that what works for you, whether it be writing it down, whether it be also putting in your phone, whether it be using some kind of task rabbit, or I don't even know what task rabbit is, but maybe using some kind of like Trello, you know, or Loomly, those types of things where they're organizing your posts and stuff like that. Also think about self-efficacy, just believing in yourself, man, and having a reason, like I said, see change is a good thing and make sure that You are checking in with yourself and updating your goals day by day. You are changing all the time. The world is changing, everything is shifting, and you can't have the same goals that you had yesterday because you're either breaking the ones you had before or you just feel different about it. And it's okay to change, it's okay to feel different, but just check in with yourself and be honest with yourself and take action within all of those changes. Our next topic at hand is understanding and understanding for me is, I think is one of the greatest things that you could possibly have as a character trait. It really adds to a lot of relationships, a lot of business opportunities. It's going to help you with your stress and your heart and your body and your mind. Those are the most important things in your life. And so I hope that these tips assist you with what you need. Number one, patience. Put yourself in other people's shoes, please. Put yourself in other people's shoes. Read books about other people. Educate yourself on other people. Be understanding of what others go through. When you put yourself in a box to only understand your own perspective, you cut yourself off from so much education and so much opportunity. You really have to think about the fact that we all have a different perspective in this life because all of our experiences are completely different. And if you were to think that your experience is the only one matters, that's just crazy, man. So have some understanding and think about how would you like to be treated? The golden rule, just stay open-minded. Think about your heart, think about your soul, think about what you envision for yourself in your family, the people that you care about, how would you like them to be treated? And that ties in with making sure that you think first before you speak, weigh out your options, weigh out the outcome that you think that may happen from saying what you need to say. And make sure that you're breathing, taking a moment to just inhale and exhale, right? And you're just asking yourself maybe why, why am I saying this? What's the purpose? Okay. So just think first and then speak because a lot of things are not as worthy as we may think they are. And they may not even make sense because you might think it has something to do with you, but it has everything to do with somebody's personal situation. So got to understand that. And that brings in me into number two, where we've got emotional intelligence, emotional intelligence, is pretty interesting. I've actually got a book right above my desk here. It's called Emotional Intelligence 2.0, and it's a book simply about just asking you questions. How would you handle a situation? I think emotional intelligence is all based on body language of a person and the tone of voice, and it has everything to do with communication. And emotional intelligence is really just the way to handle certain situations with other people. And a lot of the emotional intelligence has to do with People's thoughts, people's actions, people's intentions, people's just everything, honestly. And I think emotional intelligence is so different from book smarts. It's so different from street smarts. It's this key intuition to be able to control yourself, but also control a situation by controlling yourself. And when you have emotional intelligence, you realize that most people's thoughts have everything to do with themselves. And when I say everything, I mean most half. So people's thoughts are 60% of themselves. And 30% of that is relationships. So whatever relationship issues, whatever relationship stuff they have going on, whatever they're trying to protect. And 10% of that is empathy. At the end of the day, people care. People, they want to care, but their empathy is pretty short-lived and so it's about 10% of their thoughts and when you're considering this emotional intelligence part of living of life you've got to consider that like people aren't always thinking about you they're not always thinking about the right things that they should be thinking about because they are trying to survive and so with that understanding it just helps you be more patient it really just helps you let go when you're not trying to attach to things that don't matter, when you're not trying to assume so much to things that really don't make sense. And number three is making sure that you're active listening, whether that be from smiling, making eye contact, having good posture. I sometimes use this thing called mirroring. If you look at someone's body language and if they're like, sitting a certain way or they're like touching a certain body part or whatever they're doing, kind of just copy them. Not so much copy them, but just kind of like copy the energy, copy the vibes. And it kind of makes them more comfortable, makes them more at ease. And you just build a a relationship with them. So mirroring is a cool psychological way to connect with people a little bit more, Um, not to distance yourself, but also not to intimidate them just to bring yourself on their level which is a really understanding and empathetic way to speak with people. It's not some kind of mind control situation. It's really just trying to help people get along. Also, you wanna, don't just agree, but say why you agree when you're listening to someone. You know, you you could say, yeah, 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 yeah. Be like, why? Say why you agree with, with what they're saying. Say why you feel a certain way about what they're saying. And if you feel necessary, make notes. Make notes about what's happening. Make notes about the conversation. So that you can resort back to it because when you ask questions later, you want to make sure that you're reflecting back You make sure that you're repeating back on what you were saying because this really builds a nice rapport, builds a nice relationship with who you're trying to understand. You want to make sure you're clarifying, make sure that you're summarizing and that means... You're not being judgmental on any of it. You're being very accuracy based. You wanna say facts. You don't wanna say, well, you said it like this. Well, it's like, no, they didn't. They said that and that was it, that's what they said. And when you're actively listening, you wanna be asking why, when, did you, were you? You know, those kind of questions, just so they can keep reflecting on what they're even talking about and diving more into it. last but not least, when it comes to understanding is Don't be annoying about it. When you want to understand somebody, be natural. Don't be like condescending and rude and don't be dramatic. Like, oh, you did. Like people know when they're being crazy. They know when they're trying to be ridiculous and trying to make people feel some type of way. So make sure that you're being natural. Make sure that you're listening for the basic message and be simple. And you want to make sure you're educating yourself. Ignorance is not bliss. So don't be annoying listen, understand, be a sponge. Life is fun when you can learn from others and be understanding and patient and kind because you start realizing that life is really not about you whatsoever. My third topic, my third and final, is about online presence. And online presence, if you don't know, is how you present yourself online. It's basically If you Google yourself, what comes up, right? So number one, how to control your online presence is Google yourself. Find out what it looks like to see yourself online. If you see any old accounts on there and you know the passwords or if you can try to figure out how to get on there, delete old accounts that don't help you out, that don't assist you on your journey if those come up and If you see anything that's kind of bad and and doesn't really make sense, maybe click on it and see kind of figure out how can you reach out and and get them to take it down if that's possible. And then if it is bad and if there isn't anything you can do about it, don't click on it. Don't give it any attention because the more you give it attention, the more Google's going to think it matters and the more it's going to pull it up to the top. Another really helpful tip for you is to sign up for Google Alerts. I have Google Alerts on for my name, Lee Swopes, and it sends me any news that comes up with my name attached. So anytime I get a whole new feature or a news article that comes out with my name, it sends me an email, which is super helpful because it, it helps you keep track of things that are about you. I also have a Google alert about Instagram and about social media and mobile design, which is very helpful for me to just learn about stuff that's going on in the world and about my job and my community and my business, right? So just make sure that you are signing up for those and having fun with that because the more information that you get, the more helpful you can be to the people that follow you because you want to be a beacon for information, right? So also make sure that you're changing the name on certain accounts. If you if you want those public or if you don't want those public, you can either change the name to your first and middle name or you can change it to your first and last or you can have a nickname, whatever the case may be. But I guess that brings me into my next point is social media. So social media is, you know, it's pretty interesting because it can be everything to you. For me personally, Instagram is my job. It's my bread and butter, so I make sure to just secure it as much as possible and to make sure that that is my portfolio, that when people Google me and they want to see my work, they want to see what I do, that that spot, that website, that that's where they see most of um, my success. So when you sign up for whatever thing that you have, make sure that you're writing it down. Have a list of all the social media that you're using and why you're using it. What's the purpose behind each one of those? Study those and have some kind of secure app where you can save all those passwords, have very unique passwords, have two-step verification so that no one hacks you. Sometimes you can get a lot of different emails from like things that it looks like it's from Instagram, but it's not. And it's trying to steal your password. So don't do any of those things. No one will ever ask you for your password in your email unless you've requested a reset. So I would never sign into anything. Now, Make sure that you are changing the URL to all of the social media that you name or that you have. The URL is gonna be, you know, your at, your username, your the thing that people type in, like mine is Instagram.com slash or my username on Instagram or on Twitter is at Swopes, right? So make sure you have the same name all across the board. And if you don't, maybe switch your first and last name, or maybe just add a, a letter or a number at the end. But make sure that it's easy to find. And You've got to realize that 93% of people who are looking to hire you are looking at your social media. Everybody's looking at your social media. I mean, these are people who aren't even trying to hire you. So, if you want to have a successful online presence, you got to make sure that your social media is the beacon of what showcases who you are. You've got to have a professional headshot. You've got to add work examples. You've got to make sure that if someone clicks on your images, they know who you are right away. They don't want to have to click through and tap all the way through like five different things, 500 different things. In fact, I mean, sometimes I'll look at someone's Twitter. and I'm like, who are you even? You just followed me. I think I know you, but I have no idea what your faces looks like. So I never follow them because I don't know who they are. I'm really bad with names. <laughs> so. And also another helpful thing too is having the idea that 80% of your feed should be helpful and informational while 20% should just be whatever you're trying to sell, whatever you try to promote, whatever you want people to get from you and help you. Uh, Whether that be hashtag ads or whether that be selling prints or doing logos or whatever, taking photography. Just make sure that you are keeping that split up. Now also you can request people tell you what you can do. I like asking people, you know, what could I do to help you? What would be my best asset to you? And I think that that asking for advice from people that know you, that follow you, that think you're of interest, I think that's a great place to start. So request help, request advice always. And also make sure that you're tagging your location and using hashtags, the easiest thing on Instagram while using hashtags is when you search a popular hashtag, you might see that it has a couple million tags, but then if you look underneath it, maybe there's a second hashtag that has 10K or less than 100,000, those are the ones you wanna tag. So make sure that you're, you're just looking at the second best hashtags and not the one that is overdone, overused, because no one's gonna find your stuff through those. And you gotta think, About the SEOs too. SEO is a search engine optimization, and this is going to help when people search things in social media. Where if they want to search you specifically and you do graphic design, you want to have in your bio graphic design. That's an SEO, and that also helps with your website too, which I'll get into in due time. But you want to make sure that you're filling in everything on all your social media platforms as much as possible with your bio, your location, your information, all that stuff so that it's easier for people to find you and find out what you do and realize that engagement is key. I like to every day spend about an hour in the morning just going through my entire feed and I'll like and comment on everybody's stuff and make sure that I have that time to focus on that so that I'm not on social media all day because I can be on there scrolling for no reason. I'm like, why am I even doing this? So I just want to make sure that every time I'm on there, I'm on there with intent. Now three, you want to make sure that you are linking your social to your website and your website's got to be great, man. It really has to be. This is where people are going to find out who you are and what you do. This is where you tell people how to think about you. You've got to set yourself up for a presence online to the point where people can't just guess what you do. They can't guess who you are. You tell them exactly from front end to back end. That's it. So link your social to a website, whether you're being hosted by Weebly, Squarespace space GoDaddy domain names are really cheap especially if yours is unique get your first and last name get your your business name and get a couple different ones to get.org.net.com.co and make sure that you get an email signed up with that too people like a professional email at gmail works but you'd really do better off with having the same email as your website this website is going to be everything. Now you're going to have on your homepage, you want to have your highlights. This is your highlights of your best of your best. Very few things, but your best. You want to have a quick bio and you want to have links. You want to have the intuitive links that are going to link everybody to your about, to your work, to your blog, to your resources, to your contact page. You also want to have links to your socials. That's really important. You also want to think about having a pop-up or some kind of subscriber list where you can collect emails because having an email list is extremely helpful for letting people, know what's going on in your day to day. Now your about page is extremely important too because this is gonna really commit yourself to who your audience is. What are you trying to accomplish? Who are you? You wanna make sure you're telling your story, not just telling people what you do. You wanna share with them your values, share a photo of yourself, of your journey. How can you help other people? This is so important. You wanna show how you can help others and how have you already helped other people? People and within that about page, you also want to add your contact. And you want to think about when people leave that about page, how do you want them to feel? If you were to read that page, would you leave inspired? Would you leave feeling annoyed? Would you leave feeling excited? Would you leave feeling like you wanted to hire that person and be friends with them? Think about that. And maybe think about adding press to the page too. I added my press to my about page instead of adding a separate page, so I thought that'd be cool. Now, within your work page also, with your examples of what you can do, have logos attached to different brands. A lot of people like to be connected to something they've known already and seen. And then also split it into genres of what they are. Maybe you do photography, maybe you do video, maybe you do illustration, have all those split apart. Also have some video of you talking, have some video of you of what you do. People wanna see you in action, make sure that you're legit. And you wanna make sure that you're impressing the people that you want to impress. Have the intentional concept in your mind that if someone left this page, they would hire you for what you actually want them to hire you for. That also brings me to the concept of having resources on your page too. Have tutorials, have things where people can learn from you and to get information from you, whether it be reaching out to you, whether it be already a supplied tutorial page, just have a space where people can get some information from you and to educate themselves because that's the biggest thing for you as a creative is giving back. So 80% information, and education, and 20% advertising and sales. So just keep that in mind. And on your contact page, make sure you have your email. Make sure you can also have kind of like a form if your website allows. A form is really easy. Just have someone enter their name, their email, their phone number, and what they're probably asking you about. And also have a list of your services, what you can offer people include your location, and maybe include an electronic press kit which shows a ton of information about what you do and who you are, where they can download that and take it with them, send it to their client, and you're ready to go for the next project. Number four, create needed value. Think about this, I've repeated this quite a bit already, but what does your audience need? Who are you teaching and how are you helping them? And I wouldn't think so far as like, how are you teaching people? Think about how you're sharing your process, share your life, share your experience. You don't need to be an expert. All you need to be consistent and relaxed and authentic. And that's really all it takes to be successful. And last but not least, when it comes to giving yourself an online presence, is make sure that you're choosing and picking your feedback. Limit your use on social media. Make sure you have a detox every once in a while. Turn off your phone, have a five-minute break. I like to talk about a five-minute rule, which basically is the concept where you simply take five minutes to just do what you need to do. And if you can't pay attention or focus for those five minutes, then there's no point of even trying it. So Think about that. Have a five minute rule for yourself and take a five minute break. And I promise you, you'll be disconnected in no time. It's just about that interesting loop, that addiction, that dopamine that keeps getting given to us when we keep doing something we like and we're, we enjoy is that we just need to break that little that little addiction. Now, be mindful in every moment, that will be really, really helpful for you. Be aware in every moment when you are experiencing anything on the internet, whether it be picking your phone up, whether it be scrolling through, whether it be reading something, whether it be someone giving you advice, whether it be someone trolling you. I mean, you've gotta be mindful and aware of why people do things and why you're doing what you're doing. So like I said earlier that 10, 30, 60 thought process, right? Where 10% is empathy and that 30% is relationships. And then that 60 is their self. So people are really only just focused on themselves and their own protection. So be mindful of that and be aware of that. And people are really only speaking from their feelings of themselves and their problems or their successes, whatever it may be, but it's really just their experience. So take it with a grain of salt and think about your why like i said you always want to make sure you have your why and you're pruning your intake and taking walks getting some fresh air and keeping in mind that 5 minute rule cuz that 5 minute rule is going to get you it's going to help you it's going to be huge and i felt like it was it would be rude of me to give you an online presence Topic without giving you some information on how to at least be positive and happy and healthy through that process because having an online presence can be very annoying and it can be stressful and there can be a lot of pressure. It's choosing almost your fate, but don't have too much thought into it. Just take action and make sure that you are persevering through presence, persevering through experience, and persevering through failure and you're learning your lessons through that all. As always, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I appreciate you beyond words, and I cannot wait to speak with you the next time. Take care.